Custom Robo is something special. And by that, I mean it's almost a perfect representation of what a game promises and what it delivers. What you get here are frantic quick battles with simple but strategic elements with mechs just shooting and beating the crap out of one another. A simple story with interesting characters filled with tropes and fun and with a little twist thrown in to keep things interesting. A good art style, fun combat, it handles well, not too long. It has a few faults, don't get me wrong, but this is an unsung hero of the GameCube family that is definitely worth your time, especially if you have some friends or family to duke it out robo-battle style with loads of customization. Like Mega Man Legends from Season 1, this has an aroma of Saturday morning cartoons, not as deep, but a little waft that goes a long way. In a world where battle royales now rule the multiplayer landscape, Custom Robo is a breath of fresh air on the competitive front. Intense battles with a shocking plethora of custom robots to choose from. Sorry, I couldn't resist. The only issue? Well, the controls have not aged well, and neither has the single player story. So Mike, we probably should talk about that. Welcome to Bits of Time, where we ask the simple question, is this video game worth your time? Today, that is a good question, Mike. Yeah, it is a good question. Today we are talking about Custom Robo. I really do not have an intro for this one. Uh, if I was custom, you could order me from Japan, because that's where I love the video games. I don't know. That may be the most ridiculous one you've done. Yeah, it's so stupid, but that's it. But just to make sure we clarify... Uh, Whatever that just was, that was my brother Mike. I can't remember if you even said your name. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I'm Larry. I'm the other host. And uh, yeah, this was a game. Yeah, you can actually order me from the Midwest. That's where I actually go from. Yeah, why Japan? I don't know, because I love Japan. Video games and all that Japanese development. This is a quirky little Japanese title, let me tell you. Oh, yes, it is. Which we'll get into, but the first thing I have to ask you about is, you don't like the controls? It's a GameCube controller, man. <laughs> I will word it this way. I actually got a little exhausted playing. Like, for some reason, the... And maybe it's just because you're so quickly in and out of the matches in this game. It's... The controls just weren't quite as crisp as I wanted. And I think it had to do with the... Maybe it was the jumping floating mechanic or something like that. But I never felt like I was 100% always confident in where I was going. And maybe if I spent a little bit more time than I did on this game, I'd get more comfortable. But I feel like a modern controller would do wonders for this game. And I would love to see that. I think I kind of disagree with you on that one. But I can, I, I, can, <laughs> I can see now, obviously, you can customize your floating mechanics, your thrusters in this game with your boots. Because the game is called Custom Robo. And there's a lot of parts for you to customize. It's uh, I'm, I'm doing a hand mechanic that you can't see. Hand mechanic? I'm not doing a hand uh, You're doing a hand gesture. <laughs> hand gesture. Me. The mechanic of the the controller, the what is this button the, called? The bumper? The, the bumper. The I don't like the bumper on the GameCube controller. Oh, that's a beautiful. It's like too noise. like mushy. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a click. It's got a nice click to it. I need more firmness. Apparently. Well, that's all right. I obviously Larry's always weird with control, so maybe you should side with me on this one. That's a good point. I didn't, yeah, it's yet another game. I'm complaining about that. <laughs> okay, this one does have fixed cameras for the battles, though, so I think that's that's a good thing. Yes, no arena. Larry, if you had to paint a picture of what this game looks like and what it entails, give me your spiel. 
So this is a new thing you're doing, huh? <laughs> uh, well, I'm thinking, if somebody has never even heard of this game, which this might be one of those games you've never heard of, give it to me. So if I close my eyes, think of in like an octagonal arena, blackness with neon lights <laughs> yeah. all over, and think of like Tetris pieces for like walls, and then you're just two robots and you get to like float around and shoot each it's like an arena shooter but you're literally zoomed way out yeah that's a great that's a great way to describe it good job thank you i think i did much better than on our previous one <laughs> for some reason i really struggled explaining slay the spire though it should have been much easier <laughs> and for the look of the game outside of battles it is pokemon meets ps2 graphics and the overworld map, I really... That idea, I really like. Yeah, it's very strange that you don't do much with that overworld map yeah. and exploring, but okay, it's that, got... That answered a question, then. I was going to ask if that, they expand upon that. So it's got some... It's got a, a pleasant art style. I think that still holds up, even though this era generally doesn't really look the best, I would say. But the, between the combination of the art style and the bright color palette that they chose... Mm -hmm. I think they got a success with this one. But we have to tell you how long we spent with this game so you know what this review is all about and if it's worth your time. It took me 8 hours, 10 minutes, and 45 seconds to see the credits on Custom Robo for the GameCube, and I played on the GameCube. I also played on the GameCube, and you know this because this is one of the titles. You were basically sitting right next to me as I played this game. Uh, I played it in two sittings, and I totaled 2 hours and 33 minutes, so a about a fourth of the way through, it seems yeah. like. Well, probably like a fifth, because it would probably take me 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that is also very true. Custom Robo was released on May 10th, 2004, developed by Noise and published by Nintendo. Kind of an interesting fun fact. The first glimpse of Custom Robo here in the States was in Super Smash Bros. Melee, where there were three different trophies linked to Custom Robo V2, which we never got. Okay, I was going to say, I was like, I don't remember those. And in doing the research, I found out there's a DS game. Interesting. And you know I added it to my list to buy because I, <laughs> I like this game. So I was going to ask you if you've already purchased it or not. Uh, I have not, but it's on my list. I always have a running list of all the games out there. If I see them for good deals, I'll snag them up. But that's much harder in 2022. We were recording this in October. Do you, this do is you, not October. This is end of September. End of September. Do you have uh, sales totals for this game by chance? Okay. From a quick... Well, not super quick. I had to look through a couple articles. <laughs> it seems like worldwide it sold 400,000 copies. I don't know. I, I think that's pretty good. Well, okay. I mean, that's actually more than I thought because that would be my other than the fact that I just found out there's a DS version. I'm wondering why we don't have a game like this in today's day and age. This feels like you throw this on the online world. There could be some people who have some fun with this. Yeah, okay. So I maybe know why I didn't continue. It seems like the DS one which I believe came out in 2006. It sold 120,000 sales in Japan, but only 10 to 20K in America and Europe. Okay. All right. Well, th that would explain it then. Maybe you should get some marketing behind it because this game rocks. I just want to see one on modern consoles. Uh, not. It doesn't have to be like a graphics powerhouse. I would just like to see updated control schemes with today's matchmaking. I think there could be a lot of fun with a game like this. Yeah. Knowing that you talked about in your intro is the Battle Royale aspect how everything's kind of shoehorning into that which is fine if you love that but this is a different take on it i think mm. this has a lot of intrigue uh, can i ask then just out of curiosity because this is to me i feel like this is almost two separate games 
could you have done without the story and just have like a battle game or do you think the story is good enough mm, no yes yes I wait I don't know what how you asked me that question but yes <laughs> I can see this game without the story I think the story is pretty ho-hum drum kind of usual tropey but there is a cool twist in there like I mentioned in my beginning that I thought was unique enough, but I do like the weird characters in this, the expressions. Their their expressions are so great in this game. I don't even know how to explain it. Their anime style looking portraits when they talk and it oh my god, their expressions are great. Well, I mean, and they have like the one of the most perverted characters I've seen in a game in Harry there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which we'll talk about later. That's ridiculous. But I think they could be separate, yes. Okay. And I right. think you could rework the the story to fit more with what you're doing. It's, it's very funny in this game. Yeah. Like how in the single player, how they battle with each other. So it's like literally if you're trying to intrude on somebody, the police force will come in and they're just like heads down looking into the sphere and battling each other. It's so funny. So, well, it's weird too because story-wise, I do have an issue with that. It's weird to me that your character. First of all, they had he has like the Pokemon moment where he like wants to be the greatest of them all. <laughs> but it's weird to me that he didn't like the first time he saw characters doing that. He didn't know what was going on in a world where that's how things operate. It felt weird to me that he, at his age, didn't understand Agreed. that that's how it worked. I know that was supposed to be a tutorial moment, but exactly, he should have been yeah. like, you know what? I haven't battled in like a year or yeah, so. Yeah. I gave it up reteach me or something like that and, and to me it's not even not knowing how to do it it's the fact that clearly this is what happens in this world when you battle yeah so the, the fact that you didn't know, why are they all just standing there it felt a little weird yeah the, if the police force is really there to do that that mm. and that's what i don't like about the game it's a little too hand-holding in that regard the tutorials keep going on and on so as one of my negatives that i talked about in the beginning that i said that there are faults with this game that is one things that i did like right away though are you get control really quickly after three minutes. There is a very sad opening with with your dad just leaving you. Which, yeah. Uh, I was like, wow, okay. We're that just... hit hard right away. <laughs> uh, the overall look of this game, I talked about that earlier. I really like it. The facial expressions, my lord, they're just so good. And the dialogue boxes. They're, if you know anime and like the chibi faces some animes do that's basically it well and i would actually go so far as to say the fact that that harry character is the way that he is it makes me kind of curious what how what his evolution is in the story like what happens to him because it, it is so cliche that he's like one he likes everything every woman that walks that has two legs but the of course the one that he really likes doesn't have any interest in him. It's a very cliche yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 but you yeah. do end up as much as he's a pervert, you do feel bad. Like, does it work out for him in the end? Wait and see. What? Speaking of the tutorials that I don't like, but Harry giving you tips and he's just like zoom, 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 bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, walk around the arena and shoot the other people. It's like, all right, yeah, we can do that. Mm. And testing out new parts that you acquire is very easy and fluid. You yep. can go right into a battle and test them out, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I will say, for it being a training area, I died five times on the training. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. it took me a little bit to get up and going. I believe the mission basis for what you're doing are kind of same. You're Obviously, you're fighting these things, but... The setups to uh, 
why you're fighting people is pretty funny. Like one, your neighbors are being are angry and loud, so you have to go interrupt. Or hey, this girl's trying to date two people, or two guys are trying to date this one girl, so go <laughs> fight them to figure out. It, so it's not very serious, and yeah. I kind of enjoy that. It's kind of vicious. Well, whatever. the whole game feels. I mean, outside of the whole dad thing at the very beginning, the game is very very lighthearted. Just yeah. in general. Yeah, so it starts out with this big sad moment, and then it's very comic relief, just kind of silly, over-the-top cartoony type things. Which is kind of strange for how intense the battles can be. Yeah, <laughs> right? Which I actually, I, yeah, it's kind of a weird separation between the two, but... Maybe it works, though. Yeah, I think it does. And eventually you do get into a more serious thing. You find a dead body, so you have to investigate that, and then there's this whole weird thing with the world that ends up happening. But also Mar- Marcia, or Marcia... Has sweet blue hair like Seymour from Final Fantasy X, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, and that another really random thing that I liked. I think it's nearly about the thirty-minute mark, and I think it's Harry that says like somebody like you're introducing them to somebody else. I think it's the police chief or something, and they're like, "What's your name?" And then that prompts you to actually make a name, and you, so he didn't know your name all up for like thirty minutes at the beginning of the game. I thought that was funny. That's actually clever writing, though. Yeah. Things I dislike and I highly dislike this one is there's no save points. Yeah, that was, yes, that was troublesome. You just, either when you go to sleep for the day it saves or just in random points of the day it saves. So, like, when you're doing this tutorial, you have to go through five different battles. And I think it saves at, like, the first battle, the third, and maybe the last. And there's no way to save your game that I noticed in the menu or anything. That's very annoying. And I'm actually glad you brought that up because that was a point I wanted to make. I won't lie, I probably was gonna plan on playing for a little bit longer, but by the time I got to my save point, in my head, I actually was thinking to myself, how long is it gonna be until I can save again? It's a very, and I very... didn't want to kind of go through like another hour long segment potentially. Yeah, so, so that's a very disheartening thing for this game. Granted, it's not a very long game, but it's, I mean, you could leave this on, I guess, because old systems are fine just right <laughs> by themselves without it but <laughs> it is a very big sour point i would say mm. especially in this day and age you know i didn't get to save for the first 16 minutes and i, I know that doesn't seem like a long time but when life gets in the way that is a long I, time i'm honest i'm glad you're complaining about this because i was like is this going to be another one of those things where i'm just nitpicking too much but this makes me feel better <laughs> yeah no. especially this game isn't an rpg but it is and you should be able to save when yeah. you choose agreed uh, the tutorial section is also way too long-winded, and the tutorial stuff continues once in a while. After even like four hours into the game, it's just like, all right, I know how to, I know how to play. You don't have to keep holding my hand like this. And it's the characters speak in in game advice versus just character speak. You know, a lot of old RPGs like, hey, you should go to this forest. I heard that this person has. Yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of that things like, oh. Nice that you're, um, what do they call them, engineers? No, they're not engineers. I don't Mechanics? know. Mechanics? Drivers? Oh, you're talking about the actual. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. You're a, you're a thing when you use these. There is an actual exact term for this. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, there is an exact term for it. I think it's, is it pilot? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter, but. Okay. They just talk to you like, yeah, you're a character in the game. And later on, there are back-to-back tournaments that seem a bit stale like they could have thought of a different you know mission to do and just gotta switch it up but 
those are some nitpicks. Obviously, that affects a long term of the game too. But the core concept of this game, I think, is very well done. So, but th- that, that's a thing to keep in mind, though. So you're talking. You had some nitpicks that went four or five hours into the game, and I feel like I do ask this of you sometimes. So is it the gameplay itself was good enough? The story was kind of cheesy and happy enough that you were fine with all this? Because that, to me, that seems like a long time to continue to keep pushing through a game with those type of nitpicks. Yeah, so the thing with me is it. I did love the battle system. Yeah, it gets a little samey, but there's enough customization within your mechs that that makes that go away for me. And there is enough intrigue with the story not not a lot but when something happens where i'm like oh okay interesting well here before you get on the story though go back to that with the battles though and the, the it being too samey so that was the one thing i was wondering so when you're in battle mode you're constantly able to like switch you can switch all the different arenas you can switch up your characters or your robot and the different parts like is there mech. enough variety yeah sorry mech is there enough variety there for you I think there is because a lot when you change the arenas, it does change the flow of the gameplay. So mm-hmm. some arenas, Larry beautifully described earlier, some will have moving parts, some will have walls that go up and down, some will have walls that are angled longer. So then you have to decide, okay, if I want to use my bombs or my pods to shoot out at an angle and kind of trap them around the wall, yeah. or maybe it'll go around the wall, or maybe it'll have pods that float up in the air. We should probably kind of explain the parts that you can customize so you're not just going through it. By so the way, you, a shout out to the three-way rocket gun or whatever it is. That thing was awesome because they actually bend around the corners. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that gun. <laughs> so you you have a main attack, which is just like a pistol or a blaster. Those can get crazy weird. Mm-hmm. So sometimes let's say you shoot and it does a three-burst arc. Think of it that way. Maybe one, it'll just lob three blasts over a wall. So then eventually you'll have one that like will shoot swords down at somebody yeah. or like a dragon like there's there, it gets pretty wild and crazy and then you have your pods which are bombs basically yep. and you can either have stationaries ones set up around the map that will track people or explode ones that will follow people one that you'll just shoot straight out like a, almost like it'll look like a torpedo mm-hmm. the one I really liked would be it would shoot out to the sides and go around walls that was really yep. fun I think that was called like cross or something like that i don't remember yeah, there, i mean there's there's a lot of options yeah there are so many well, so many options well and then add on to this with your actual mech itself you can then customize choosing like what kind of play style do you like do you want to be more of a slow tanky so you can take more hits do you want to be more fast agile but if you get hit it's a lot more of your health so there's a there's a lot to think about and then like you were bringing up the gliding mechanic the way that your robot or mech i'm gonna whatever the way that they can glide there's different versions there's speedier ones there's ones where you can just hover up in the air for longer and it's hard if you're a different mech depending on the attacks you have if you're up in the air some attacks aren't easy to get to go up in the air and attack so you there's so many different ways to level the playing field depending on the character and then you also have a melee so one of them like you'll spin around if you're a big boy i'll call it I will say that that was one mechanic that I was a little iffy on, though, because there is a way to stun a robot 
or your Mac. I'm going to keep saying that. But you can stun it so that you can't move for a couple seconds. And then so they can come up and it's almost like a free melee hit on you. Sort of, but remember they do have that in invincibility well, frame. Uh, yeah, but, but so there, there's there's the invincibility frames, but there's always a way to cheese it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there probably is, but I feel like there's also a way to get out of it in most situations, yeah. especially if you're the quicker ones. What are your thoughts on the way the matches start? You should probably explain that. Wait, wait there's one more part we have to do. It's the lobbying mechanic. Uh, so you have like this thing on the back of your mechs usually oh, that yeah i forgot about that one if you hold the right trigger i believe you can place it wherever you want and it's very interesting one sometimes it'll be these little tiny like diamond looking cube things mm-hmm. that you put up it'll make a flare wall i think it's those that specific mechanic i think works best when there's more than just a one-on-one is what I noticed. Yeah, because like, you can see the reticle where it's going to be yeah. on the map. So you have to kind of judge, okay, are they going to jump over here if I shoot over there? Or you use that to make them go somewhere else. Yeah, but the parts when it really worked well is if they were... So when we would when we would do our one-on-one fights, it didn't always work as well for me. Correct. When we had multiple, when we were having two robot like AI fighting with us... Sometimes it was like, well, they can't pay attention to everything at once. So you could sneak by and be like, block them. And all of a sudden they're stuck in a corner and then you lob some type of grenade or explosive at them. So there's a lot of strategy to the battles. They're really fun. Yeah. And he mentioned, yeah, you normally do one-on-one, but eventually it introduces 2v2 battles. Mm -hmm. And that's also something that made me keep going in the single player because like, oh yeah, these are fun. These Mm -hmm. are more interesting and they're (laughs) very hard. Mm -hmm. So before uh, we forget... Go back to how the multiplayer matches start, because it's unique. I think of jelly beans when I see it. I think of jelly beans. <laughs> all right, those... no, no, go, go explain. I have no idea what you mean, Matt. So it's just, all right. So the reason I think jelly beans is it's the color in the little capsule. The way that, like, because you, the way that they kind of, you're flipping around back and forth trying to figure out where you're going to shoot off onto the map. It's such a strange beginning. And when I close my eyes, I just think it's colorful. It's just strange. Yeah, so basically your mechs start off in this little cube. And they put it inside a cannon. At the beginning of the match, and it counts down. And you have to place where you're going to shoot. And then depending on when you press the button before that shoots, you can can break out of your cube first. And then you have a chance to shoot the other people. I never understood. I couldn't figure out exactly when I was supposed to be doing that. Because almost every time I played... Everyone to break out like a second or two before me. Yeah, so, and so I was always a <laughs> disadvantage. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know exactly how it works, but I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's better than just randomly starting on you know bottom left, bottom right, top right, top left. Yeah, corner. you get to choose. Yeah, which is kind of fun. And but you it's get a to weird, see, unique. But you get to it's a weird, unique. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to see what everyone else is doing though too. So like the last second, you can just flip the wrong direction if you want or yeah. opposite. Yeah, it's different. It is definitely different. What made you stop playing the game besides the save point issue? I, I think for me, I just wasn't vibing with the story at all. And I just... Not with that whole Pokemon, get your license up type I, thing. Well, yeah, and it was just... I didn't feel like I was really interested in what was happening with the story. It didn't feel like there was... And sometimes I get it. It's also cliche to have some all-powerful being. That's kind of, you got to go save the world sort of thing. And I appreciated this doesn't have that, or at least not from what I experienced so far. It comes into it. Okay, (laughs) of course, of course. (laughs) But I kind of, the part that I really liked was the battles. And 
I kind of was like, once we could just play the battles by themselves and just keep doing that, I was like, this is enough for me. I like this. I Honestly, I kind of wish I would have maybe played more of my playtime with just doing that. Yeah, so after he was done with his play session, we played some multiplayer runs, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so I, it runs I, I, like Slay the Spire, like we did last and I, week. I actually can't even remember. I don't think I even... My time was 2.33. I don't... I think I wasn't having it on when we were doing the multiplayer Correct. Stuff, I didn't think I so. played... Played. I don't think I kept track of my time. Yeah, so I'm pretty positive it's probably like at least three-ish hours for me then. Because we played quite a few matches. Yeah, we did. It was a lot of fun. And I agree. I feel like for a lot of people, the problem with this game will be like you... The story won't hit with them. They won't be in that mood. They won't have that extra incentive to keep going. That to me, though, is an example of like, so that that's the risk you always run when you have a story-based game, right? If you don't hook someone, it's hard to hook everybody. Everyone has different things that get them, you know, interested in a story. But the fact that you can detach one part of this, and that is the battle system, that's what makes this game unique and what I like about it. And another big knock for this game specifically is we got to play with computers. You don't unlock bot play until you finish the story. Really? Yeah. Mm. So multiplayer, you could play with a friend, play with a family member. So right I benef- So clearly I benefited from that because you had already beaten it. I had beat it. And Ooh, when, when you, now I like when you play a game and it unlocks new stuff. I think that's cool. This unlocks another battle arena type thing. Oh, it's a wholly separate thing from the storyline and unlocks CPU, unlocks like a lot of like menu tracking stuff which I really enjoy but it is a bummer that they unlock that after you beat the game that's a pretty hotly contested thing just in general especially on the multiplayer front having things that you have to actually play to unlock instead of having them right at the very beginning that's a pretty hotly contested thing happening right now uh, it used to happen all the time back in the day because we wanted to unlock stuff for free now it's all DLC but now it's play to unlock again we're kind of, mm-hmm. it's kind of doing the cycle I, thing. I don't personally mind it i actually kind of like that i do i do think a feature like computers should probably be yes. offered in the beginning that's now, weird. i'm pretty why. sure that's how it works i'm gonna double check my research right now you know from my little research that i did off recording right there i didn't find it i'm pretty positive when i unlocked it i wrote down that note for a reason mm-hmm. so i'm pretty sure that that is the case which is it's a bummer, but again, I guess it's, it's to me it's why. Yeah, right. I wonder what the reasoning for that I mean, is. You feel like you'd want to do it right away, train up for single player, but maybe you learn enough in single player. They're like, all right, here's a bonus for finishing it, which is cool. I wish more games would have bots in it, especially in this style of game mm-hmm. shooter, arena shooter stuff. Yeah, strange. Yeah, very. Do, do you have a favorite single player campaign story character? Yeah, absolutely. Ernest. Oh, that was wordy. Wait, yeah. Ernest? Yeah, the bald okay. guy. Yeah. Dude, his, <laughs> he has like this Professor X chair that when he's uncomfortable, he'll just yeet out of the room and just go behind <laughs> and like he's done talking to you and he's like, all right, we're good. Yeah, definitely Ernest. He's like this big macho guy. He's always screaming at you and mm-hmm. the text does a lot of cool things, but then you find out he's a he's a poet and he's very like in tune with his feelings. It's great. I actually like there's that's that's the... I guess trickery with designing a character like that in the game. He's he looks like he's supposed to be macho, and I mean he goes off and tries to be, but then yeah, he's like very sensitive. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's that, so that's clever. I, yeah. I love it. And so, could that be a trope? Sure, but it, I think it's done well enough in this you, game. You know, for some reason, who his character kind of reminded me of? Uh, you remember Nappa from DBZ? 
Yes. I He has that vibe. That design choice. Yeah, he's a bald guy yeah. with a little bit of facial hair. But just even his mannerisms, the way he kind of acts. Huh. I don't good, know why. That, that, was the, that was the vibe I got. Some Dragon Ball Z reference for you there, folks. Yeah. So... Since your focus was on the battles, what was your favorite play style? Uh, for me, it was pretty. I mean, it was pretty easy. I just because I struggled with the controls, it made it a little more difficult. I thought just which I don't know what it is. <laughs> I think it controls well. Being agile clearly to me was the best case scenario. It felt like, and maybe somebody who is a lot better at the game than me can probably prove me wrong. It felt like just being fast and agile was better than being slow and tanky. From the that style, because you could just run laps around a character and hit I them agree from multiple with that. different directions. I do say when I think it was either one one or two v two at some point in the storyline doesn't matter where. I feel like some of those tanky ones they took so much more damage to take down that I feel like when they hit me they hit me way harder and so I died a couple times because of that. You know, okay, so that also then examples you have more room for error with a tanky character. Which so, I think is a perfect balance in this type of game. Well, yeah. So I think it comes down to literally the tanky character is the easy to get into. Let me learn the mechanics. The versatile character is you're going to get punished more. But I think your ceiling for strategically just being better is higher with that character. My assumption is this is the exact type of game where if there was a leaderboard, all of the highest scores would be very versatile, quick characters. And I always went with the medium build. And my main... Attack was just your normal attack. I liked mm. the three burst that kind of lobbed in the air. Yep, I think yep. that was a lot of fun. And then my whole strategy was to corner somebody. So yep. I would use my pods basically as distractions to get you to go where I wanted to. Yeah. No, it, it worked very well because there's a lot of times like this game caused me to like panic is the wrong term, but like I panic twitch a lot in this game. <laughs> yeah. if, if that's relatable, you don't know what I'm talking about. It's just a lot of times there's so much happening at once that sometimes what I want to do and what happens doesn't coincide, and it causes me to freak out a little bit. So that happened quite a bit when we were doing our one-on-one battles. And my thing was, like, a lot of the time, if it was the 2v2 battles, is I want to just get away from the action. So yes. I'm, like, trying to fly, jump high away. <laughs> so the when we were doing the 2v2, a lot of the time I had the... Uh, I'm just going to bring in lots of other video games. The Super Smash Brothers effect when, with my NES character where... I would let everyone battle, and then I would just come in with a big shot and do soak up a lot of damage. That's what I tended to do in the 2v2s quite often in this game. was like, let me hit them hard from distance. Yeah, so I think that sums up this game pretty well. The battle system, nitty-gritty, is a lot of fun. The storyline is going to put people off sometimes, but I think it also, if you're looking for a lackadaisical kind of story, I think you'll have fun with it and you'll laugh at it there's obviously it has a fault that's why i say this game is almost a perfect representation for what it says it's going to be when i look at that cover when i read the box oh i'm going to be using a mech i'm going to be able to customize the crap out of it that's exactly what you get in this game uh what's the big baddie or what what ends up happening out of curiosity okay so this is very light story it doesn't really matter right <laughs> so you're, you're probably not playing this game for the story but if you are don't listen for a little bit. We'll have timestamp. When you find this dead body at one point, it is this creature that slowly gets bigger and bigger. And it's basically, it's already destroyed the world. Okay. And your little place that you're in, you eventually go beyond it and you realize the whole world is like dead. And this is the only place that has survived. Oh, that's kind of Yeah. So, wow. Okay. And so your father created that watch that he gave you mm -hmm. and it's supposed to 
either stop time or stop. It's the only way to contain this creature. So this okay. creature keeps coming back, eating the world over and over again. Like a world eater bit. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And well, it, you walk out and it's like everything's destroyed. And it's like spacey. And I was like, huh, I, I okay. kind of like that because yeah. it's such a colorful game. That almost feels like it it matches them with the battle systems like because the battle systems are very dark. Yes. And then the world is just so bright and colorful. So the idea that outside of that is just completely dead. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it was, I, I like it was that. a cool payoff. And then you realize that I think it's. How long into the story do you realize find that out? Towards the end, I would say around oh, wow. six and a half, seven hours. Okay. I, I know you can get little feelers here, because when you sync up with the creature, when you fight him, you're in like this paradise place. It's like super foresty and waters, and they're like, that's weird. Hmm. It looks like this world, but then you go out to that. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I think it's worth experiencing. All right. Clever. Yeah. Right. Well, and then I guess I will just get this out of the way. I didn't... I think my intro, it's pretty mixed. I don't recommend the game as a whole. I recommend just the battle segment itself. So I just want to make sure my opinion is clear on that facet. So, so as I'm, a review, you are for the battle system, not for the story. I am for the battle system with a little bit updated controls too. <laughs> <laughs> Which I disagree with, but whatever. Okay, so since we got that out of the way though, uh, I do have two different questions that I, I, I want to just throw at you. First of all, Let's say, because I keep bringing up I'd like modern controls, what modern franchise do you believe would benefit most being transformed into this style of game? So when I saw you ask me this question, if you're new here, we ask each other questions and then we answer them separately. And maybe not benefit. How about let me let me remove benefit. Let me just say what would be a fun, a game that kind of just take a chance at this style with maybe the battle mechanics the game already has or maybe the plethora of characters. So like the Colosseum bit with the, the customization Holiseum. Holiseum. oh yeah it's called the holosium which is awesome <laughs> so the first thing that popped in my head was pokemon but i don't think it fits with the upgrade constant switching mechanics guns whatever unless you just get new pokemon and i just don't think that would work yeah. as well so that was my first go around my second one and i don't know if it works but i think it could would be Apex Legends slash Titanfall. Okay, I, I, I could see that. That would be interesting. Having the drops be based on weapon types, maybe even rotating special moves, so you don't pick a, an actual hero character. You pick up the specials as you go. Okay. Or uh, you can customize them as you go in. Yeah, I think I could see that. So I, I kind of cheated because I picked a game that had a similar idea, but I, I went with The Ascent. Because if you remember my talk on that game from season one when we brought it up, it was the only thing I didn't like about that game was the map and the story. Remove the frustrations of the map and throw me in that Holosseum. All the unlocks that you have in that game and the different characters with the different types of guns, styles, secondaries, powers you have, I think that game would be perfect for a game like so this. So almost like each Holosseum is a different cool section of the map yeah yeah and, and it's like waveform maybe yeah and then just and then adding i mean the game already looks graphically fantastic i think just having it be like a little two-on-two two, maybe four-player free-for-all in those type of segments i think it'd be brilliant oh, so you're not thinking like the firefighter what the gears of war thing where they're waves no no, no i mean you could do that if you wanted to sure go for that but i was talking about just specifically this mechanic in this game because they don't have that in no, Custom they Robo. Not. They so. definitely do not have that in yeah. Custom Robo, no. 
But that would be sweet. Add that to a custom Robo 2. <laughs> or 6 or whatever. Wherever I they're think, at. Yeah, I think I'm sure there's a ton over there. Yeah, I think there's five total. You guys are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so I'm just I'm biased, so I think I think my choice is a little better there. But I think Apex has the ability, or even like remove Apex and just do Titanfall. It's Me. in the same universe, but yeah, I think that could work out pretty well. I think I'm going with your answer though too, for some okay. reason. All right. I usually don't, but so for the little bit of the story that I played, Harry was a very unique <laughs> character. Yes, and so he's kind of tropey. He's the atypical kind of creepy guy character in the video game. So my creepy in a loving way, but not yes. but too overbearing. Yes. This is a good word. I need you to take the character, Harry, and then bring two other characters from other games with similar personalities to his. And then give me the name of that video game. And what would these characters be doing? There's there's kind of three questions in one there, but you need to think a little bit more. I think you probably already have it prepped. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you asked me the questions uh, <laughs> again, if you don't know. We see the questions. We don't know each other's answers. Because it goes for a good discussion that way. Is overbearing one word? Because I said that's a good word choice. I feel like this... Is that two words? I don't know. It's really bugging my writer. It feels like a hyphenated word. So whatever. It's bugging my writer brain that I said that. And I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my two characters. So it's got to be three characters total. So Harry teams up with Jansen Freed from Lost Odyssey. He actually has a lot of character depth, and that's a, if you don't... It is one word. I'm just going to chime okay, in. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Then I spoke correctly. My writer brain is happy. Okay, I was only half listening. Yeah, okay. Guys. So, back up. My first character choice would be Jansen Freed from Lost Odyssey, which is a JRPG on the Xbox 360. Still the only way to play this as of date of recording. He... Yeah, that's a weird one. I wonder why they haven't done back oh, compat on that one. Such a good game, too. He actually has a lot of character depth to him, unlike Harry in this game, but as your adventure goes on. But you meet him where he's coming out of a tavern bar and he's super drunk and he's got like four different ladies on him. I was like, all right, they could be on similar wavelengths right there. So he fits that partying mood that Harry is all about, you know, getting that number and whatever. I like that, yeah. And then I'm going to pick Pascal from Tales of Grace's F. It's so funny you say that because when you say Pascal, I think near Automata and I think the robot. And I'm like, that, she's a teacher. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, which is great. She's this sort of aloof genius is the way I would uh, describe her. And she's very carefree attitude. And she also doesn't pick up on signs very well, which I believe Harry doesn't either. He can't yeah. tell if the girl's into him or not. <laughs> and... Plus, she's got an awesome character design. She has this white and red hair, bubbly personality. You can't go wrong with that pick right there. And what they would be doing in this game is these three would be partaking in a game called Drinks in the City, a detective noir game. Oh, okay. Where they would have to recount what they did in the past 12 hours of their drinking bender. (laughs) They would have ridiculous (laughs) twists fun banter and be about the friendship and what it means to hang out to those who you hold dear wow okay you, you put a lot more thought actually that's actually not a bad idea i feel like you could have a little bit of a small hit there and i picked jrpg characters because i think this game wants to be an rpg it just isn't it you should play tales of graces f2 but that is also as of time recording regaled to the ps3 i believe so i i did a little bit less thought than you but regaled regulated no it's restricted. restricted. Well, there's, a, there's a word in there. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Sometimes I have too many words that I use, and I use them 
incorrectly all the time. Your, your brain is a thesaurus, but your mouth is a one-lane highway. <laughs> That's a great way to uh, describe me. Yeah. Okay, so I, I put a lot less thought into mine. The two characters that popped into my head right away, I don't know why, because I don't think he, he's not nearly as perverted, but Waka popped in my head from Final Fantasy X. Okay. And then Brock from Pokemon. Brock definitely, especially in the anime, yeah. is more perverted, yeah. And for some reason, I just thought because it was Waka, the idea of these three, obviously, with Harry... Just going from city to city traveling, trying to make a Blitzball League. And just hearing their, like, sorrows. That, you know, you could do the bar drinking scenes and stuff like that, but just traveling them around. I thought that would be hilarious. <laughs> They're trying to pick up, you know, ladies or whoever. Play on their Blitzball team, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Good old Final Fantasy X shout-out in Pokemon. So we have an array of games right there. Are those games worth your time? Maybe we'll do them sometime. On to the quick bits. I partook in 73 different battles in the single player. Quite a lot. I died eight times. There are over 200 different parts to unlock. <laughs> I'm laughing because you... So you died eight times the entire game. Yeah, yeah. I died five times in this tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> but to give myself some credit, I did the first battle, finally beat that, the first kind of tutorial battle. I don't, I don't actually Are you fighting one of the guys you know? Yeah, Harry, yeah, I think. So I beat him 700. I had 757 HP left to zero. So I felt finally good about that. There you go. You got him. You did it, Harry Dirty. Thanks, brother. So there are over 200 parts to unlock, and there are 30 different, like, mech frames, we'll call them. That's a good variety. And just to shout out Ernest again, the bald Napa-looking dude, he's awesome. So there you have it. This is Michael here telling you to play this GameCube fun. It's definitely worth your time, in my eye, if you can forgive certain aspects and aren't turned off by a not-so-serious story that takes a while to get going. This is going to be random, but if you like stories like Yokai Watch, shout out to that weird awesome game, I think you'll be just fine. I didn't say it in the discussion at all, but the concept of Saturday morning cartoons where one-and-done episode and then you're on to the next thing, that's kind of how I feel the story beats work for this game. And just the vibe of the game in general. Not as good as Mega Man Legends. Go go check that out. Season 1. But that's how I feel about this game. Plus the bonus of battling the crap out of Robos in the little Holoseum. Find a friend or a stranger and play this game. Or be like Larry and enjoy some multiplayer. And that's about it. And move on with your life. Either way, that's a win-win in my book. <laughs>